Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Before the 90 Days, Season 5, Episode 16, Unfinished Business, as well as Season 5, Episode 17, Tell All Part 1. Finally, it is here. It has been a long time coming. I did find it hilarious that the final episode, they just said, fuck it, we have no material. It's going to be 42 minutes. Did you think any of this episode was necessary? Uh, Absolutely not. Same. Absolutely not. I would have been fine with just having a tell-all and ending it with how it was ended last episode. A lot of the filler shots, for example, when Ben was, he said sort of his goodbye video yeah. interview thing. Then we see shots of him through the airport, him on a plane, him looking out of a window of a plane. I don't give a shit about any of that. You could have just done a hard cut on him saying goodbye to Mahogany or, or goodbye to us, essentially, and then <laughs> move next. But I, I'm really glad they didn't try to squeeze like an hour and a half out of this. So I'm thankful for that. Honestly, I feel like they really just squeezed this episode in general. It's almost like they knew we can't just leave them with only this. Like, this is shit. This is nothing. We need to do the first part of the tell-all. Thank you. It did not disappoint. I really like the tell-all. No, it did not. And even part two just looks even better. So first we'll start with Jimena and her ex. We are still recording the same night. It's been like three episodes of this night of them breaking up. You know, it's interesting didn't they end with mentioning if they could get together to say goodbye and then it never came back to them? Do you mean in this episode or in the previous episode? Because I feel like he's been trying to weasel back in to in, say goodbye in and this, manipulate in everyone. this episode. They're still arguing. He finally agrees to leave. He's packing. He pretty much says goodbye to the mom and the sister. It's really sad because now at this point, everyone's just super emotional. I think everyone's just exhausted. They're just done with this night. I mean, the mom was woken up, so she came She's down. crying. Yeah. The sister's crying. Jimena, the sister, and the mom end up embracing and crying. And it's a lot. I did like that mom was really honest about the role that this man played in their lives. Because I've, I've seen a lot of comments online about how, oh, Jimena's mom just wants her to stay in this so that they can have these nice things or have money and... She doesn't deny that he provided a lot of help to Jimena, which then trickled down and provided a lot of help to the family. Why did this guy ask Jimena for a hug when he left? It's just anything to extend this tiny moment in time. This critical argument. You've essentially you have broken up. Like she said, this is over. A hundred times. Here's your rings, this shit's over. I don't think the natural thing is like, can I give you a hug to say goodbye? That's odd. I would just maybe do a little short wave (laughs) and, you know, walk away. But I also would have left like two hours ago. Yeah, it wouldn't have have gotten to this. No. The next day we see the crew setting up with Jimena to do the interviews that they do throughout the episode. We see that Jimena's ex is still messaging her. He says that he wants to help with the rent. Why? It's back to the I need to be in control. Yeah, I want this power over you. And he just cannot accept that she doesn't want it. She doesn't want you. Also, he said, te amo. And she just said, okay, bye. (laughs) We'll talk later. Bye. So not only does he want to pay her rent, he also said that he wants to work on things and that they can get married on September 1st. 
Yeah, he said, I want to come visit so we can get married. I'm like, you That's guys. That's nice that he decided that. You aren't even in a relationship anymore. At this moment, you're kind of just friends. But somehow you're jumping back to, I'm going to come visit and we're going to get married. Also, he mentions we're going to have a house in New York. We're going to have a house in Columbia for vacations, travel. I'm like, is this with my kids? I mean, you're living in the fucking attic with your grandpa and dad. They can own two homes, travel between for four people. No problem. He says, your life was hard before me. Okay. My man, you're living in the fucking attic, bro, in your own home. Jimena responds with, I see you want to buy me. Buy my love. You said I was with you for your money. Yeah, why are you still calling? You made it very clear. You painted me in this light. Also, it's interesting. She mentions you're trying to buy my love, but he also knows that. Yeah. That's that's how he introduced the conversation. Yes, that was the basis of it all. It wasn't, hey, I really care about you. Let's try to patch things together. It's like, hey, I want to make sure you're secure. I want to pay for rent. You were living really rough before me. That savior. No, no, get out of here. That's kind of the end of them. It was, okay, I'll talk to you later. It it was still just not a cut. It should have been a clean cut block. That's it. It's interesting. The last shot of Jimena, I wasn't sure. There was a couple ways I was taking her facial impression oh, the raised eyebrows and everything I, I didn't know if it could translate to this guy's crazy or i got him i take it as the first one personally or like d- did you hear what this guy's saying yeah like am i the crazy one like there's so many ways i could have taken that but I- i'm actually not even sure which one i want to go with all i'm saying is don't call me a cold calculated bitch don't tell me I'm stupid and then call me the next day saying you want to pay my rent. No, no, there's no going back. But on the tell-all, it's a whole different story. This shit su- surprised me. We're going to whiplash. Yeah, yeah, this surprised me. Big time. We'll save it. Uh, yeah, we'll save it. Memphis and Hamza. Memphis is packing to go back home and we see one of her sexy time outfits. Still oh, have the box you, and all. You made the joke of like, damn, they didn't even get a chance to break that out. And then no. I responded with, girl, that was just one of many. <laughs> Honestly, probably. It was so sad to see this goodbye. I cried. I'll admit it. There was a tear. Besides Gino and Jasmine, I was asking you, is there anyone on this show that actually loves one another besides Memphis and Hamza? No. Because this is like fucking painful to watch it's so hard to watch it was hard to watch mom say goodbye to her and telling her to take care of herself and the baby and then the emotional airport goodbye where hamza finally loses it in his mind he's saying goodbye to his new wife he's saying sort of goodbye to his future child which in his mind he's thinking man i might not even be able to see the birth of my child exactly their first x y and z like all these firsts that that children have But it was fascinating to to see their raw emotions. A lot of what we see on these shows, it seems like we're just watching trash or just bullshit or fake or people trying out for fucking telenovelas. But like to see raw emotion like this was honestly really incredible. And it was almost like a light of just some of the things you do enjoy about 90 Day versus us always just talking shit. It was a glimpse into what the show used to be. And I loved seeing that. I always like quote Darcy and saying, I love love, but it's true. And 
it felt real and sweet and emotional and yeah i really loved seeing it hamza says without her it's like my body has no heart ah beautiful his uh, broken english translated to uh don't forget my heart <laughs> no but it's perfect like it's still so perfect yeah Though me and you did laugh out loud when she said, tomorrow I'm talking to a lawyer. And we were like, okay. Fuck no. <laughs> this lady waited till the day before the wedding to talk about a prenup with a lawyer. There's no fucking way the first day she gets back to the US, she's going to go to a lawyer. But maybe she learned her lesson. Like she had to learn it the hard way. She'll I... talk about the post-nup getting drawn up. She'll talk about the, the visa all in one go. I, I do wonder if... Being actually married and also expecting a child sort of speeds up the process. I don't know if they give a shit. The powers yeah, that be. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But it's nice that we did get you know, the answer that he actually... I think we already knew that he was in the U.S. We, it was that cool was the rumor. It was Again, cool. no it was photo cool. evidence. It was cool to see him on the tell-all. Ben and Mahogany. I feel like half of their scene was what we saw last week. When he brings up the age and she just walks away, goes to the car. I honestly have no idea what her play is. No. What is she getting from this? I feel like she's not portraying herself the best. She's not really getting, giving us a good view of herself. She's trying to like, you're like a fan base. The dialogue is awkward. There's immaturity on both sides. It's really corny. It's uncomfortable. I honestly have no idea what she hopes to get out of it. Ben is clearly just trying to get the young thing. Yeah. I have no idea what Mahogany wants. I don't think she's after like money. You know, there's just, no. there's just a lot. It's odd. And then he says, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get in the car. You, you can get in the car. Ben walks around to the car and says, I won't get in here if you don't want me here. Proceeds to lean into the car to talk to her. Mahogany can't be any more clear. Get away from me. I don't want to be near you. And he, even if she specifically says it, for example, don't come here, he doesn't care. Yeah, it's it's odd that it seems so obvious that she doesn't want to be in this, but it's almost like that's not acceptable. No, he's a lion. He's a lion, baby. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. In the next scene, we see Ben smashing his dress shirts into a duffel bag and explaining how he's been texting Mahogany multiple times. He received one text in return. May God bless you always. Dude, just leave. Move on. Stop. Stop. You know, he makes it seem like he sacrificed this unimaginable amount of time to get to where they're at. They've only been talking for three months. Yeah. Like, there is someone else out there for you. I don't understand why you're so... Because God led him. Not only have self-proclaimed, you know, you're fully in love with this individual and I will love you forever. You've only been communicating for three months, man. Like, it's okay to slow down. Like they say, there's other fish in the sea. It's okay to move on from mahogany and find someone else. I did think it was funny when Ben fist bumped the taxi driver who I'm sure just wanted a tip. Yeah. He doesn't want your fist bump. I don't know if I've ever fist bumped my taxi driver. I... No. A taxi driver. Any. Any. Think I so. feel I can see you doing it on a on a night out. Like on our way home. <laughs> you also like to get into deep life talks with your Uber drivers. Oh yeah. Oh my god. This well is more great, like this they is, open up to you. This is a great I can't remember where I learned this from, but there was this thing about like best words a human can hear is like their own name. It's like it's like the most special words to someone. 
whether it's a situation of just meeting someone, you know, if you really call them by their name, that sort of makes a more personal connection. Maybe it's your local pub house, your bar, you know, really interacting with people by their name. It kind of forms a bond. I found that if you treat everyone like that, a lot of people end up liking you in return. It's just like, oh, wow, they, you know, they just treat me like anyone else. So next time you get into a lift, don't be shy to have gauge it gauge it some lift drivers do not want yeah maybe some they're like this is a fucking job don't (laughs) talk to me then you can kind of match that energy and that's cool but some folks when you speak up they are jazz they're like hey like how are you doing so yeah match that energy and you'll you might see some interesting results come from that now this next section is not kim and usman it's just usman it can be argued that it's usman and zara this dude is gross his whole energy, his vibe, his uh, prep for the call. Oh, it was crazy. Oh. The whole thing is is kind of disgusting. And you mentioned it. It made it more awkward that he's wearing the necklace that Kim gave him. Who just confiscated it from you. You got it back instantly and you're being a little shit with it. Immediately. The only thing that could have made this better slash worse is if Zara questioned, Oh, where did you get that? That would be yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh, this uh, gal I'm dating. He also, just like he never mentioned Zara to Kim, he doesn't mention Kim to Zara. No, you got to keep it separate. But at this moment in time, they are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. So why is he not telling Zara this? They're official. She's past potential, and that was made clear. At this moment, Usman says to the camera, I think I love her, meaning Kim. But in just the episode prior, he said he did love her. On the airport goodbye, he said he loved her. Yeah. And then when he's talking to Zara, he says that I love this woman so much. He's really throwing that that word around a lot. So here's my theory. Because we, you know, we'll talk a little bit more on the tell-all. But in the past, Kim did mention that he was okay with him taking a second wife. Mm-hmm. Do you think Zara is his thought of the woman to give him children? Yes. That's what I was thinking too. I think so, but he hasn't, you know, let Kim in on this plan. He hasn't let Zara in on this plan. This is all he has decided. Usman says that he was thinking of life with Zara, having children with her, and that's the one thing that Kim can't give him. That's not fair. But, I mean, he, Kim and him have talked about this, and she said it was okay. She said it was okay because it was there was trust and truthfulness right. that he was not lying, but he is lying. And that was all for this last episode. So moving on to the tell-all part one. I thought Kim's hair looked super cute. The meeting of the cast members was maybe one of the more awkward meetings of all the cast members, considering they've actually never met. Not only was it really awkward, but they're all so damn judgy of each other. You all are train wrecks. No one is thriving. No one is in a healthy relationship. Everyone should just focus their energy on themselves. Yeah, we'll get into specifics, but it was surprising to have people be so opinionated when all of them have shit in their closet. All of them have some fucked up past that... You know, we will display on the tell-all, and it's fucking incredible to watch everyone react. But do you want to talk about Ben's fucking hunting comment? Before that, Ben said something annoying immediately. Ben said a lot of these men are not standing up to their women, and they're allowing them to cross their personal boundaries of human dignity. 
You know who I immediately thought of? The Gino? The one and only Cody Brown. This oh. is some shit he would say. Oh, I see from the stuff. I thought you mean who he was talking about. No, okay, no, no. gotcha. That's real Cody yeah. sister wives talk. My wives will obey me. Ugh. This man really wonders why he's single. I I personally when even if even if we're thinking of the analogy he gave, I don't think of Ben as a lion. No, he thinks of himself as a lion. He said, "We as men are predators. We are lions looking for gazelles." And you're hoping it's a bit of a race. If a gazelle attacked me, I wouldn't know what to do. It would be a turnoff. And my response is, sir, no gazelles are trying to attack you. And especially after this, no thank you. Who was the one that mentioned the double standard statement? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis said, I don't understand why there's a double standard he can date young women, but then he's judging an older woman dating a younger man. Yeah, because lions. He made himself look like an ass five minutes in, and it actually connected a lot of dots on his thoughts of the world and society and where men and women fit in that. He said, I'm going to stereotype, um, might get in trouble for this. I'm like, yeah, that's who you are. That's your mentality. Yep. That This is just one stereotype you have. You probably have a lot. We immediately see Kim being an asshole to Ella, and it is not fair. The way she judges her and treats her like shit, immediately, you don't know this person. No. She did this all throughout the episode. You're acting like you just didn't gift this dude a fucking Mac and a PlayStation and then begged him for sex, Begged him for sex. No. Also, you're getting played right now. Yeah. So maybe concentrate on that. Not Ella's business. And then, within almost two seconds, Kim is the victim. Because of what Ben said. Mm-hmm. We see Hamza walk in and he looks so cute. His little glasses, his vest. He looked great. He looked yeah. happy. He doesn't look stressed, which is a good sign. A lot of the international individuals, it seems like the conversation is flowing so fast that they're really hardly speaking. For example, Jimena, uh, Johnny. Well, or, they have to have or, translation. Yeah, or so Hamza, it's hard. Like, they have translators, you know, maybe speaking in their ear, but there's like, it's going too fast that they sort of don't interject too much, which it'd be awesome if they could, if, you know, they could interject. I think they would provide some really yeah. cool insight. So during your introductions, this is where we meet Hamza. We see Johnny and he's still just an absolute gem. So polite. Protect him. Yo, he wearing that red. Looks good. We see Gino in his hat and a strip tease with his hat, but still we did not see the bald head. Jimena and her ex look real unhappy during intros, and he claims they are fully back together. We see Usman and Kim, who is just a regular on the show now. Is there like a Usman from season four? I'm like, they're going to make a funny like highlight reel of just every season he's ever been on in the future. Then we see Ben and Mahogany. Mahogany does not look happy. Though I will say, I was looking in the background to see if this was the same Airbnb. Did we put her in a hotel? Is this her actual apartment? I did not see a surfboard, and I did not see board games. I would guess this is definitely a hotel. Probably. But I don't know. There are live plants. There are lots of plants. Yeah. That made me think something more personal. Okay. As to where, like, Johnny's, you can tell it's like a hotel. In this episode, we start out with Gino and Jasmine. We find out that they have the K-1 visa process started and are currently into the sixth month of waiting. That's a long time. Yeah. I think before they mentioned the average is like nine months to a year. 
Like, so they, yeah. have, they have some time to go. We see a flashback to Jasmine's jealousy fights they've had throughout this season. And Jasmine says she regrets nothing. Hey, she stands by it. You mentioned, doesn't this feel like forever ago? Like all of these yes, arguments? The initial argument about who would put baby blue and red next to each other. <laughs> that feels like six months ago. We find out through Sean's poking that Gino has messaged Ben's friend, Jessica. You didn't remember Jessica at all. Not at all. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Jessica. I did find it very shady that the normal human, if someone pinged them, they would say, hey, your man pinged me. Yes. You know, you guys should probably talk about it or whatever the fuck. Leave me me out of this, whatever the fuck. I probably wouldn't even reply. She, yeah, yeah, maybe like deny, block, whatever. It seemed like she took this straight to production. Like, oh my God, guys, guess what? Guess who pinged me? Gino. And he asked if I was Sicilian. I mean, is she just trying to be a little bit more a part of the tell-all? Because she doesn't really have a 90-day storyline in her future. Yeah, I don't know. When While we were watching this, I said, if this was me... I was recording a tell-all, getting in the middle of someone else's relationship, you would just be pissed. I'd be doing, like, weird hands and, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you doing this? Gino still stands by the fact that she messaged him first and he replied. But he cannot prove it with his own messages because he deleted the thread. Here's my problem with Gino that I'm sure a lot of folks, well, a lot of folks have probably already come to this conclusion, but... Jasmine was saying, man, the truth will come out. Yeah. He went from adamantly denying that he pinged nobody, nobody connected to the show. Moments later, he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, they reached out to me. But the message shows that you reached out to them. And then you can't provide receipts, but they could. Yeah. It's not a good look. But it's also the whole fact that he denied it in the first place. For a long time. Yeah. I feel like they were poking for like 20 Which minutes. then... At- We'll mention it a bit, but like then everything else followed on that Gino was getting asked about. It seems like he, there's always a lie to it. It's not the full the full effect. Jasmine is not wrong in her suspicions. He lies a lot. But I do have to ask you. When we were watching the episode, I said, why is there a cowboy emoji? What does this mean? Oh, I spotted that easy, girl. Come on now. Easy. Light work. It's Gino with the hat. <laughs> I was like, I he, think- is, he is the emoji. I think you're right. Because I was like, where does Sicilian cowboy come from? Who sends cowboy emojis? And I'm like, girl, that's Gino with the hat. Come on now. We can't be using bald emojis now. What, was he going to put a bald man and then a hat next to it? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. What if it was a bald guy, the plus symbol, then a hat? (laughs) (laughs) That's his signature. No, but then the bald emoji would have an exposed head. It's like unacceptable. That's not, yeah. Hey, man, just shout out, gentleman that wears the bald head proudly is a sign of confidence. A sign of confidence. Sean brings up the blue pills and the topic of Jasmine and Gino's sex life is brought up. Oh, I was surprised by this. I was surprised but equally annoyed because Jimena's ex just could not keep his thoughts, feelings to himself. Yeah, everyone is so quick to judge. Man, this is this a microcosm of like the social media society yes, we live in now? Yes, everyone needs an opinion. Everyone has a fucking opinion. I mean, we have opinions, but we have a fucking <laughs> podcast, all right? <laughs> but look, they're so quick. They're so quick to judge 
when they have their own shit to deal with. Yeah. That bugged me. I just hate that he's saying, oh, just have sex. If that's your problem, just have sex. And he's laughing and he's giggling. It's so fucking easy if you're having relationship issues. Just fuck. Yeah. Oh, just fuck, man. It's like human nature. Just do it. Yes. Thank you. I needed your opinion. The guy that has dated one woman. That is. Yep. Okay. Also, they brought back Gino and the sugar baby thing. One. Hated this. One. He says, like, I went on five dates. But then Jasmine says, more like 30. And I'm like, eh. Well, I don't know how you know. Like, where did you get that number? Oh, she... I trust her. She has been through every text, every email, every receipt. I totally believe more sure. her number. Then at that moment, it felt like everyone was judging Gino because he I paid for companionship. I don't understand why this is even brought up. Paying... Mind you, paying for companionship... In a lot of countries in the world, it's fucking normal. Yeah. People go to just bars to just have companionship, paying for companionship. Now, in that case, it might be in the form of, I bought this really expensive bottle, but really, I'm paying for the companionship that comes with that. I just don't feel like anyone else has to justify their past the way Gino does, and it's not really fair. But then Mike, Mike was the ultimate, like his face was was the ultimate judgmental piece of shit when... From fucking Jimeno's own words, you're on this fucking, like... Campsite. Campsite all fucking day. Yeah. But Probably he, spending way more fucking money than Gino was on a $200 date. I just couldn't believe his nerve. The audacity to say, like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, you, gotta pay, you gotta pay for companionship? Yeah. I'm like, but, you're on a fucking campsite. Shut your fucking mouth. Also, he's, like, giggling when they're asking Gino, how many, how many sites are you on? Let's ask him the same question. I wish Gino called Jimenez X out. This is where I felt like Jasmine got a little character-y. Like, she wasn't just being herself, begging for meat, even though she's a vegan. Like, it just didn't feel like her. Not that I even was, know her, but it just felt like something that she's doing to make a moment. To make a viral moment. To have a clip for the show. And it worked. That was the clip. That was the preview shown. But it, I just... Maybe she wants to be the meme generator. I think so. She was over the top, and then it was the the fake crying, no tears. She did pull a sobbing. The sobbing, Robin. And I call her, I'm like, I don't see any tear coming out of her eyes. And no. then from your pod, she was wiping tears off on the wrong side. <laughs> so, girl, you faking. But then they ask, oh, my God, this is fucking incredible. Sean asks, how did you guys meet? Or, like, what site did you guys meet on? Yep. And it was a sugar baby site. Do you remember in their huge fight that she was just shitting on sugar babies? Fuck them. I'll be the sugar baby of sugar babies. Wow. Okay. Wow. The lack of self-reflection. Amazing. We credit. We're like, wow, Jasmine's like really smart. Like some things we mentioned. I think you meant you call it out too. It's the way she speaks. She's like really smart with her wording. You're going to tell me this intelligent woman who's like a teacher is like, Oh, yeah, my friend told me to sign up for this site. I didn't know what it was about. Are you fucking kidding me? You had me? no idea. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't me? realize the type of messages you were getting and how you were getting money, but you thought it was just a dating site. Also, that is quickly brushed over, and she says, that's in the past. So why is Gino's shit being brought up at all? Why are yeah. we talking about it? Yeah, it yeah. Holds I, I did see. I did notice that. I hated it. Her segment wraps up with, I forgave you. I gave you the opportunity to be with me. Sure, that's fine. But why are we shitting on him for something that you all participate in? 
Also was not a fan that at one point in the past episodes of the show, she was essentially talking shit about sugar babies. Yes. Except she was in reality one of them. Yeah. Even if it was a moment in time, a week, I don't fucking know until she met Gino. You were right there with everyone else. But somehow she's above them. Yeah. And then you made the joke of like, well, at least that's two jobs out of three we confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dying. See, when I dying. say when I say we need to do a live, I think it'll be good. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that. What makes what's wrong is the amount of shit talking she's doing and the judging that everyone else is doing. You know what's also fucked up though? She said that whole like I work my ass off, work three jobs, but she makes it seem like she's doing it actively like right now. Well, no, the even worse part of that is I work my ass off. I'll work five, six, seven jobs before I ever have to do that. Oh, the follow up. Hey, so when you were on that site, how many men pinged you? Did any of them send you money? Mm. There's just so it's just not fair. Then we move on to Kim and Usman. She says that since she's been back, she doesn't really talk to him as much. Interesting. As now they're dating. Time zone difference. I mean, I'm busy with my music. But why is that different? You're actual officially now. Boyfriend and That's girlfriend. That's true. That's true. Sean brought something up that I had been wondering about all season. She brings up the fact that Kim would let Usman take on another wife and have children. She said it would be selfish if she didn't let him have children. I get where she's coming from. And I think, well, you mentioned it previously that the main issue with them is that, you know, if Zara's going to be that for him, he's not communicating that with Kim. Yes. And when, whenever you have like these types of relationship scenarios, like I pretty sure communications like the number one thing yeah. like you have to be completely honest with your partner or partners but he always claims he is right right but even in that case you, you would then have to be completely honest with zara and you have not told her about kim usman says he doesn't love any woman in his life the way he loves kim but didn't in the previous episode we just see him say that he loves zara so much I think he said something to the light of no woman has occupied my mind kind of like you or made me remember like Well, a it's woman. always on his mind. Right. You're always on my mind. At this point, Ella tries to bring up cheating and this did not go over well. Kim quickly cuts her off and says that she is offended. It's not cheating because he's not lying. We weren't a fan of Kim's indirect sort of... She's sort of talking shit to Ella indirectly, but... It was almost awkward. Like, you're you're not even looking at the person. You're looking at the floor. She never made eye contact or looked in Ella's direction, but wanted to talk mad shit about her all the time. It's not cheating because I know what's going on. He's not lying to me. Why can't you look at this woman in the face, then? I'm sure some psychiatrist would, like, break this down as, like, some kind of communicable, like, inability to sort of you know like you're also i'm saying if you're talking shit look at the person you're talking it's shit almost about. like it, it's easier to talk shit when you're not looking at the person you yeah. know like oh i'll beat your ass as i'm looking at this wall <laughs> and not looking at your face <laughs> <laughs> then jamal joins the stage he made it really clear he will never call usman his stepdad because that could be my mom's son i appreciated his complete honesty and he responded pretty much how we would think any normal human would in yeah. this situation. And I appreciated that. He asked Usman good, direct questions. He says, I would never call someone my potential. That's disrespectful. 
And I felt like the majority of the time, Usman had nothing to say to Jamal. He had no direct comebacks or he couldn't respond to his questions. He kind of just sat there and waited for him to say something. There was one moment where I think they asked about love or what do you think? And he, he said something like, he's like, I think my mom is in love with Usman. Mm-hmm. I think Usman likes the idea of my mom, but he's not in love with my mom. I think mom. that's spot on. I was like, wow. Hmm. And I love him bringing up the potential thing because, I mean, to some, at, I mean, a lot of aspects, that is super disrespectful, especially talking to someone directly like, eh, I view you as a potential, but like, I wouldn't have you as my girlfriend right now. That is pretty disrespectful to someone. So here's the question. Do you think that Kim would have pursued Usman if she thought he was with someone else? How about this? Okay. Initially, I want to say 100% yes, she would. So when she's saying, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pursue him if I knew he was dating someone. Uh, one, I would say out loud bullshit, but to rephrase, I think she would bide her time. The relationship ended. She would jump on that. I can, but I, can I don't think she would actively pursue of like, Hey, I have a girlfriend right now. She'd okay. Like, I'm not yeah. going to talk to you in that way. Then the footage of Usman calling Zara is shown and we find out Kim didn't know about this call. Could you imagine what was going inside of Ella's head at this moment in time? She's probably like, "Oh, I." She's probably like, "Oh my god!" I want to think I'm a good person and would have kept my mouth shut, but I think a little smirk would have made its way out. A little side eye, a little smirk. Usman is demanding Kim stop crying. As Kim exits the stage, Usman just starts yelling her name. And Jamal's like, "Why are you clapping at her like that, man? <laughs> Fucking weirdo!" On the next time on. Ella speaks about her previous entanglement and a possibly new entanglement. Everyone kind of gangs up on Ella, and I don't think that's fair. We saw all your guys' shit. Let her talk. I'm, I'm not saying she's right or good or anything. I'm just saying no one else is either. It seems like everyone's biggest fear would be to have their partners or cheat on them. And it being just so public in that way. But there's no sympathy. No, I, I know. I know. Yeah, it's everyone's biggest fear, so they're going to project that onto someone else. The, well, because right then they see her as like, you're the evil. Like, you're yeah. the person that would do this. Like, we're going to attack you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like, that's a way. Don't look at me. Look at her. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't want to condone what she did, but also I don't think these people should have opinions on it. No, like we said, like you all got some shit in your closet. Don't don't act like you're Let perfect. Let her explain herself or whatever she's going to do. If she digs herself in deeper, whatever, that's her. We find out that Gino sent multiple topless photos of Jasmine over a period of time. It was not just a one-time incident. See, this dude is just lying left and right. Do you think it was multiple times in one day? No, I take it over a period of time, say a few weeks, a few months. That is a weird mentality. Why would you why would you send the initial photo but then why why continue? Because he didn't get the response that he wanted. She wasn't jealous, she didn't care, and that's what he wants. Then we see Kim yelling at Ben for being judgmental of everyone else's relationship. And I don't think this woman has any room to talk. Jasmine tells Ben he's putting off pervert vibes, and she's definitely not lying. That's pretty accurate. I believe when Jasmine says he loves to play up the innocent, nerdy, oh, naive. Oh, but he's but really like... He's a lion. I'm going to say that he's all a day. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say all day just because I think it's so ridiculous. So get ready for that. Interesting. 
And in the last scene, we see Jimena say that she does not love her ex. And Nelsie is so over it. I think this is going to be the best. The best of part two. What did Mike say to Nelsie? Shut up or just get out of here? Shut up or just leave or something. I wonder if John, Nelsie, and Jimena's ex are friends anymore. Right. Because not only... I mean, Nelsie was put in a tough spot. Hey, translate for this. But also, she's... Well, she's trying to help her friend in that Trying to help her friend and give advice. But then it gets really sticky because the friend doesn't give a shit about her advice. And then you have John, who's probably talking to Nelsie. And I think it's too much. Can Can you just be chill with someone after that? With all that happened, and then you see all the shit that happens on the tell-all between them? I think if you you thought you were giving your friends sound advice to help them, and they sort of didn't take it, you would almost feel like, how much of a friend am I if you don't trust my word? Yeah. That would kind of, like, lower your friendship or kind of break it a little. Or what you think of the person. Yeah. So overall, loved the episodes. I laughed. I cried. I yelled. I got mad. Okay, lar- the, the Memphis Hamza thing saved the last episode. <laughs> it did. It did. Without that, we're just getting airport shots. There was at least some emotion, some love there. So really looking forward to the next tell-all episode. I was not disappointed in this one. Do you know if it's only two parts? I have no idea. I'm, I'm surprised every week. You think I would look ahead, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Honestly, there probably is only one part because the next season starts on the 17th. Oh, okay. You're right. So yeah, it's, it's just a two-parter. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough of them. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.